You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax. Let's chat. We're back again. Episode 36. We are on a hot mess Monday right now. And this is another throwback. We're going all the way back to actually when my second kid was like three months old. And then it's going to fast forward a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to try to have it make sense. But I'm just winging this right now. I've literally, the only note I have in my Trello app where I manage all the podcast things because I'm just one woman show is, um, episode 36. That time I hit a human with a car. That's it. I have no notes. I have nothing. (laughs) So anyways, I was breastfeeding child number two. She was attached to me. She would take no pacifiers. She would take no bottles, nothing. And she was a screamer, and so I couldn't leave her alone. So I went one time to get my hair done, and it was around May. So she's like two or three months old. I go to, the, I finally get an appointment at a hair salon. And does anybody else, like, when I want to get my hair cut or colored, I want to do it then. Like, I want to call you and be like, hey, can I come today? I don't want to call you and make an appointment for six weeks. So I think that's what happened. And I ended up going to some place and getting a haircut from this man who talked about the whole time how he's, you know, he was a stylist in New York City and he's a stylist in New York City. And so he's just so much better because he's a stylist from New York City. And I kept thinking, then why are you in Watertown, New York? (laughs) If you're such a good New York City stylist, why are you in little tiny Watertown, New York? You know, like, anyways... Well, I didn't know, but it was prom season. And so there's these two girls sitting next to us and they are like oogling the cute little two, three month old baby and just being really sweet and not really talking to me, kind of talking about me. And so I could hear everything they were saying, but they didn't know that because they had like, there were hair dryers on their hair. And so they didn't realize that I could hear everything they were saying. So finally... Evie wakes up and I'm like, do you guys, do you guys want to hold her? And so they're like, yeah. So they were so sweet. And I ended up asking for their phone numbers because I thought I could use babysitters. (laughs) Ding. And turns out they went to the, like the local Catholic high school and I'm thinking, oh, this will be great. Like, you know, whatever one, one or both. One of them, I think went to our church, their family went to our church. So Anyways, we end up making this relationship with them. They babysat a few times, I think, but Evie was just... Evie was just such a hot mess that babysitters just didn't work. Like, I could not pay somebody enough money to listen to the screaming. So I just never got to be alone, ever. And then my husband deployed in August. And... It's now, the story fast forwards, it's now November. So one of the girls who were babysitters, um, she would come over and help me sometimes if I needed help or what have you. She would watch the dog and the cat if we went out of town, anything like that. And um, 
she was having a rough time. And yeah, I really think it was just like typical, um, I'm 18 or I'm almost 18. Treat me like an 18 year old to her parents, but her parents were like, but you're still in our house. And, you know, so it was kind of this pushback back and forth. And I was trying to be supportive and, um, she ended up leaving home. And I was really worried because in this area there in New York, there's, I mean, in a lot of America, there's a lot of drug issues and specifically like heroin and things like that. So sorry if you're listening to this out loud with kids, but anyway, there's a lot of drug issues. And, um, I worried that somebody who is just now like a freshman first semester in college who might not now have the support of her family. I didn't under, I didn't know what was going on at home, but regardless, I felt this pull that like I needed to help her. And I thought, well, I need help too because my husband's deployed and we had a third floor that nobody was using. So I said, well, if you need to come stay here for a little bit, you can stay on our third floor. So she's kind of bouncing around living with people here and there, um, from like her theater group or something. And, um, one day she calls me and she's like, Hey, I'm in Sackett's Harbor. So it's like the next town over. Can you come get me so I can come stay with you? Sure. So it's November. So it's like sleeting, you know, and, um, it's dark already at like five 30 or whatever time. So I end up leaving and I asked my next door neighbor to come over and watch the kids. Cause they're asleep. Um, the two kids. So I was like, can you just come? Maybe the baby was asleep, but one was awake, whatever it was. My neighbor, Kendall comes over <laughs> and this is just where it all hits the fan. So I drive all the way out to Sackett's Harbor, which was probably 20, 25 minutes. I get this girl, we get like her, we throw her stuff in the back of my car. And another backward of this story is the first time my husband deployed, I adopted, I fostered a dog, which was a mess. Um, and I shouldn't have taken that on. And then the second time he deployed, I basically took in a human. So just note to self, like next time he leaves, I don't need to bring any more living beings into my home to take care of. I have enough humans to take care of. Anyways, so we bring the babysitter to our house and well, I'm driving her back and it's raining and sleeting and whatever. And so we're driving and we hit to this intersection. And now in Watertown, New York, there's only a few quote unquote main roads. So basically we're at the intersection of like main street and this other street. And I have to make a right at this right aid and it's a right turn only lane. And I've got a right arrow. And so it's very dark, you know, cloud cover. It's like raining, whatever. It's very dark. So I have the red or the green arrow and, you know, people on bicycles are supposed to be vehicles on the road. They're supposed to follow the rules of the road. Well, this guy decides to cross basically coming towards me. If I were to still go straight through that light he would have been going towards us, but he's riding on a crosswalk and I have the green light and I can't see him because he's in completely black clothing. 
and I make my right hand turn. Well, when I make my right hand turn, I nailed him with the car. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. You know, guy goes flying off the bike and I just like, oh my gosh, I just hit a human. Like, ah, I'm freaking out. So I pull over into the Rite Aid parking lot and I jump out and we're like, are you, sir, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I just hit you with my, with my SUV. Like now granted, I was probably only doing 20 miles an hour, but still, I don't want to be hit by a car that's going 25 miles an hour. So I hit this man and I'm like, can I take you to the hospital? Can we call an ambulance? Like, please let's call the police, you know? And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you sure? I will take you to the hospital right now. No, I'm good. Thanks. And like, he like gets on his like bent, like all funky bike now and is trying to ride off and, and he's leaving. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? What if somebody saw me hit this man and then leave and thinks I'm like hit, hit and run, you know, or what if this man has a shattered hip and he ends up like in the hospital in three hours because he was bleeding on the side of the street internally or something. I don't know. Like all this horrible, like I'm going to be thrown in jail because I just hit a human with my car and he's not letting me help him. And I don't know what to do. So I'm, you know, when if you get into a car accident and you're just like shaking the adrenaline and like the, what is even going on? So I end up getting, I mean, it's another set five minutes until I get home. And so I get home and I walk into my house and my neighbor Kendall's in there. And I'm just like, I'm laughing hysterically because it was one of those moments where you're either going to cry or like that nervous laugh hysterically. Like, how does this happen in my life? How does this even happen? So we get out of the car at my house and my front right headlight is all busted. And the front right of the car has like a solid dent in it because I just hit a human on a bike with my car in the rain. And so I'm all upset because like this wouldn't have happened if he was following the rules of the road, but like bicyclists want to be treated like vehicles, but then they don't act like vehicles and then they don't follow the rules of the road. So I'm confused. I'm like, what does New York even say about this? Like, are they allowed to ride on crosswalks? Why didn't he have reflective clothing on? There was no light on his bicycle. It's raining and dark and cold and you're in black on black on black, you know, and this poor man. And to add on top of it, me and the babysitter are like, I think he mentally had something wrong with him, you know? So then we're really worried. And he just apologized to us. And like, I don't think I was at fault, (laughs) but also like, I just hit you with a car. So let me apologize to you. So I get in the house and I just look at Kendall and I say, I'm, I can barely get the words out. Kendall, I just, I just hit a human with my car, like an actual human with my car. If you've ever heard Dane cook, all I had was like, and his shoes flew off. (laughs) It's all I could think about. And I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I think I have to call the police. 
I have to call them and let them know what happened because if this man does end up at the hospital or if somebody does call in a hit and run, I want to make sure my name's on file so that they know that I tried to be proactive about it so that I'm not arrested while my husband's deployed for hit and run of a human on a vehicle, of a human on a bicycle in the pitch dark, November, middle of November in the freezing cold rain. So we call the police and I called the non-emergency line and they're like, well, is the man okay? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he got on his bike and left. So what do you want us to do about it? Like, what do I want you to do about it? I want you to come here and take a statement for me. And I want you to go find that man and make sure he's okay. And the lady on the phone's like, I mean, we'll send somebody out, but that's not typically what we do. That's not typically what you do. How many times do people hit humans on bikes in Watertown, New York? <laughs> so I'm like half crying, half laughing, half freaking out, half worried I'm going to jail. And this police officer comes up and he knocks on the door and I'm like, hi, um, here's my license and registration and here's all my things. And I hit this human and I tell them the whole story and I'm like, I want to make sure that like my name's on a list at the hospital in case this man gets hurt. And, and he's like, oh, that's probably Jimmy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, Jimmy's just, that's not his name for real. I, I don't remember what the what the name was. But anyways, yeah, Jimmy's this mentally challenged man who likes to ride around on his bike and he does get hit by cars often. Why is this okay? Why is this even allowed to be happening? So I'm like, I need you to take my name and stuff down. He's like, yeah, we normally don't do that. I'm like, I'd really appreciate it if I covered my bases here because I'm really not trying to go to jail. So he ends up taking all my information and we, I mean, we did so much work trying to research this Jimmy to make sure that like, maybe it was him, but we couldn't really tell because it was so dark. So for the next few months, every time I saw somebody riding on a bike in Watertown, I was terrified. It was this man that I hit. I never got a phone call from the hospital or the police or my insurance or anything like that. Um, I also never got the headlight fixed. It was still busted by the time we sold it to get the minivan that was stolen from Canada. You can reference that episode in... You can reference that story in episode 21. But I ended up having the babysitter live with us for about a month and a half. And then I hit such a low point of seasonal depression slash my husband's gone depression slash postpartum depression slash complete sleep exhaustion that I ended up leaving. I left for the last two months of the deployment and I went and lived with my in-laws and uh, I didn't hit any more humans after that. So That was a good phone call to make to my husband when he finally FaceTimed me from Afghanistan. And I said, um, yeah, yesterday I had a grown man with my midsize SUV. That was a good phone call to make. Again, I don't know how these things happen to me, but 
They do, and hopefully you get a chuckle out of it. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S. So we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.